You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. again, everybody, and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, how are you there, brother? I'm all right. How you doing today, Gary? Yeah, I'm not too shabby. You know, I, I'm hanging in there, man. That's all I can do. Every day's a struggle, so you know what I do? I just take one day at a time, you know? You got to. You got to. And with all the negativity <sighs> out there right now, it just... And now we got the seasons changing, too, and we all know there's seasonal depression. That goes on. Yeah, the, what it gets because it gets darker early. Gets I think that has a lot earlier, to do with it. That has a lot with it. Just the seasons changing. I mean, look, I love the fall. I hate the winter, but I yeah. love the fall. But I just always find talking with people every day that the mood gets a little more somber. Right, it so gets I do every just day. a little more depressed, especially once we get into like the holiday time mm. and January next year. You know, things change and people change, and then. We all look for better days, don't we? Well, yeah, of course we do because we try to we try to be optimistic. Hey, listen, these are rough economic times for everybody, and you know what the the inflation doesn't help. You know that that's that's putting no, that a damper makes on it everything. Harder, and the fact that every single media outlet is shooting, you know, from the rooftops about inflation. This is going up. Mm. That's going up. Mm. Negativity, housing crash, interest rates, and it's like, and I think about this when I hear that, and I step back and go, you know what? The sun is shining. There's birds chirping. I woke up this morning. Yeah, you know what? That's actually a really good point, because no matter how bad you think you have it, there's somebody out there that has it worse. You know, I I was talking with some friends of mine um, not all that long ago over a cup of coffee, and we're talking about, you know, savings accounts or, or investments, financial investments outside of real estate. And, you know, just having a, a safety egg. Just listen, if you need new tires on your car, you got to put a new roof on your car, a um, new roof on your house, excuse yep, me, yep. Um, if your furnace goes or something, and you know, and, and it's, uh, look, I'm not talking about 20 grand in the bank, I'm talking, you know, emergency money, five to $10,000, just in case something unforeseen happens, mm-hmm. and you would be surprised, or maybe you already know this, how many people don't have a little safety Most net? don't. Most don't. Well, I know most don't have 10, 15, 20 grand. Most Most people don't. A couple thousand. They don't. And I'm like, that's. Risky. What would what, what would you do if you needed four new tires? And you go, well, they end up the credit taking card. out debt, right? There's so more credit card debt, debt now, now than ever. That's what I heard too. That's, and that's why I know that the strategies we teach on the show about debt consolidation, refinancing, right. people may blow that off now. Listen to me now, because you will be taking advantage, whether you want to or have to. These opportunities are being forefront more now than ever. When I heard that statistic about credit card debt, it just the the light bell went off. That's what we've been preaching for years is to stay out of debt and use your mortgage wisely, be financially literate, understand how everything works. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. But one other thing that I've seen is a lot of individuals and families had a decent emergency fund when they went into like 2020. You know, they had something set up with some emergency savings. Mm. Of course, we had an emergency. 
and they used that money and they just haven't been able to reaccumulate it for a multitude of reasons. And that's why now they're turning to the credit cards because things were okay when they were staying home and working from home 24-7. But now that they're back out in the world, things have reopened, vacations are happening, travel's happening. Now that inflation's hitting harder than ever. They have to use the credit cards to make ends meet. Look, I'm not saying not to use a credit card. It's a a necessary evil is what what it is. But really, it has its purpose. I seldom use mine. I use mine when... When I see something that I need and I don't have, I don't have quite that amount of money in cash on me. But you know what? I may not get this opportunity again. Or um, if you're buying something online or something like that, you know. But um, people have done it. They, for they're their doing. Gas and that's my point. They're buying they're, everyday yes. items with stuff that they should just use that's, cash for. By having dangerous, the high inflation, dangerous. that's where we're at. Um, but along those lines, somewhere where I've actually seen people prosper financially recently is with their mortgage escrow account you know and i know we did a show a long time ago about it and it's i've had just in the last couple weeks half a dozen calls about mortgage escrow accounts so i thought it'd be a great topic to refresh for this year there's new concerns new updates new options new ideas that i want to share with everyone that weren't there a year then let's do it let's do uh let's do an update then why are escrow accounts such a hot topic right now So in Connecticut specifically, taxes come out in January and July. I should say taxes are due in most areas in January and July. There's a couple towns that are quarterly. There's one or two that are annually. Mm -hmm. But majority of towns in Connecticut are twice a year for property tax. So what happened is in July of 2022 here recently, mortgage companies went out to pay the property taxes that were due if you included it in your loan. And what was found is a lot of property taxes increased quite a bit. The reason they increased is because the home values went up so much and the tax man is here to get their piece. So when mortgage holders got a statement in the mail from their mortgage company stating that they owed money or that their mortgage was going to go up in their monthly payment, when we really dig deep into why, nine out of 10 times, if not 9.9 out of 10 times, Hmm. is because of their mortgage escrow account and the changes in that escrow account, which occur on an ongoing, on an annual basis. I hope this is not a stupid question, Rob, but what's what's the purpose of an escrow account? There's a lot of confusion around what an escrow account is. I'm specifically talking about a mortgage escrow account. Oh, okay. So what a mortgage escrow account is, is it's an account that's set up by your mortgage company at the time that you take your loan out. And we collect money every single month out of your monthly payment, which gets segregated into this account to pay for your property taxes, your homeowner's insurance, like your hazard insurance. And if you're in a flood zone, um, also flood insurance can be paid out of the escrow account as well. So they'll take money into this account and then the mortgage company, not you as the consumer or homeowner, but the mortgage company, the servicing company that you make your payment to every month, they are the ones that have access to that account and they are the ones that administrate that account. So they will send money out of there when there is payments due. They will take money in from you every month and segregate it out into that account as you pay your monthly mortgage. So how it works is at the origination of your loan, the mortgage loan officer along with the closing department and underwriter will determine the property taxes, the home insurance, and if applicable, the flood insurance that needs to be paid. And they will create a, a really a bank account is what it really is. 
And that account is only for paying these items. You can't pay bills out of there. They can't take money out for something else. It's only for paying these items that we're talking about. Now, they're going to determine at your closing how much money needs to fund that account. Kind of like when you set up a new bank account, you have to do an initial deposit. There's going to be an initial deposit required at closing. Where does that money come from? It comes from you, and it's part of the closing costs when you refinance or purchase a property. Now, there's usually a two-month buffer that's added onto the escrow account, which will help to ensure that there's not going to be a shortage right away in there. Because again, these things fluctuate. So there's typically that two-month buffer that they put right up front as part of uh, setting up that escrow account. That will, as I said, help if there's an increase in the future with property taxes or insurance, so they don't need to come to you right away to increase your mortgage payment. So hopefully that gives you some clarity. And forgive me if, I've, if you just mentioned some of this. What exactly are the different items that could be paid from an escrow account? Yep. So the different items that are paid out of your mortgage escrow account is going to be number one, your property taxes. Okay. Right. Number two, your hazard insurance, right, which would be right. the insurance like if your house burned down. And then the next one's going to be, if applicable to you, your flood insurance. So flood insurance is normally only going to be required if you're in a flood zone, which is determined by FEMA. Then you'd also have flood insurance in there. If you are not in a flood zone and you're not required to have flood insurance, then it would just be your property property taxes and home insurance. One big myth and misconception that I see from a lot of, especially first time buyers is HOA fees. So if you're in a condominium or you're in a PUD or a planned unit development where you have to pay like a maintenance fee, either monthly or quarterly, those maintenance fees cannot and will never be included in that escrow account. So know that if you're buying or refinancing a condo or something in one of these um, unit developments, that you're going to still need to pay your monthly dues or your quarterly uh, HOA fees on your own, just like you would normally. Don't expect the mortgage company is going to pay that. That's not and will never be part of a mortgage escrow. When do you set one up? When, when do you do this? Right. So the escrow account is something that is always going to be set up at the closing for your loan. Oh. So when you get this statement called a closing <laughs> disclosure, which itemizes out all the different uh, accounting that's happening at the closing, the different fees that you're paying, recording charges, et cetera. Mm -hmm. One of the line items, or actually there's a whole section that is called prepaid items for escrow account. Those prepaid items is the initial deposit that needs to be put down in order to fund that escrow account. The reason that that account is or that uh, funding is required is so that there's enough money in there to pay the taxes when they're due. Or insurance. So as an example, someone buying a home in November of 2022, well, their next tax payment might be due in January, mm -hmm. yet they've only owned the home two months, right? Mm -hmm. How is there going to be enough in there right. to pay six months worth of taxes if they've only owned the home for 60 days? The answer is the prepaid escrow account. The closing department and your uh, attorney or title officer, they're going to figure out how much needs to be in there so that the taxes are going to be paid on time and there's going to be enough to pay the insurance on time because these things all have different dates. You might have taxes in January, insurance in March, and then another tax payment in July. So like this all needs to be very properly and accurately structured. So they're going to figure out exactly how much needs to be collected and then they're going to itemize that on your closing statement. And that's when it's going to be set up. I've seen very few, if 
any cases where you've set an escrow account up after the closing. And if you were to do that, you definitely need to put a large lump sum payment up front of possibly anywhere from two to $5,000 or more to set that escrow account up. So it's typically either done at the closing or when you refinance, we can roll it into your new refinance loan. Where does the money even come from to set up this escrow account? Yeah, another big misconception from people is they think, oh, yeah, like the mortgage company pays that or the seller's going to pay that. That's not how it works. Prepaid items for this escrow account are collected at closing and are payable at closing. They're lumped in as part of your closing costs. So unless you've already negotiated to have a lender credit for part of those or a seller credit from the seller of the house you're buying for some or all of your closing costs or prepaid items, the actual responsibility and the money is going to come from you, the homeowner or the home buyer. That's where the money's coming from for that. Again, it's rolled in as part of your closing costs. Now, one big myth that I see around this is that people think that, oh, well, my closing costs, like, I thought that's just fees on the loan. But then these taxes and insurance gets rolled into that and you see a huge number. Right. It's like it can be twelve, fifteen thousand dollars. And you're like, whoa, wait, that's a lot. The reason is because on the government disclosure that you're required to get for most loans nowadays called a closing disclosure, the government, the Federal Housing Finance Agency has required when they redid this form that they lump everything into one big number. It's a scary number. But if you look next to that number, it'll show you a breakdown. It'll say, you know, that 12,000 includes 7,000 in mortgage loan costs and then X amount in other costs. The other costs are the recording fees, the prepaid escrow, the taxes, the insurance, all the stuff that we're going, uh, you know, going on about here. So that's how it works. Are, are the um, are escrow accounts, are they required for all mortgages or just a few? No, escrow accounts are not required for all mortgages. They are required for some. So if you're getting a conventional loan backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac and you're putting more than 20% down, then you are not going to require an escrow account. It's 20% or more. So if you're putting exactly 20%, that's fine. You don't have to get an escrow account. You can, but it's optional. You get to choose whether you want to get the escrow account or not. So that's on conventional loans. Now, government loans like FHA, VA, USDA always, without exception, always require an escrow account. No matter how much you put down. No matter how much you put down. Okay. I've had FHA buyers and VA buyers put down 30% or more, and they still have to have an escrow account because that's just the, the guidelines of how it works. I believe that part of the reason why government loans require the escrow account is because they're government-backed, they want to be extra certain that all of the necessary items on the property are paid up, like the taxes and insurance. Because God forbid, if you didn't pay your taxes, you didn't pay your insurance, the lender's at risk. So by them letting you make the decision it actually increases the risk for them. So that's why they don't give you a decision on the government loans. Mm. You either include tax and insurance and have this escrow account, or you don't get the mortgage. That's just the way that it works. There is, however, ways, Gary, that you can cancel your escrow account. So how canceling an escrow account works is that 
Maybe when you bought your home, you only put 5 or 10% down. You needed to get the escrow account. Now it's been several years. Your home's gone up in value. Your financial situation's changed. You don't want that escrow account anymore. And maybe you figured that you've now got 25% equity in your home. You can request to have the escrow account canceled. What you're going to want to do is contact the mortgage servicer, which is the phone number on the mortgage statement that you get every month. You're going to want to talk to the escrow department, and you're going to want to ask them what are the procedures and policies for canceling the escrow account on your loan. They'll then typically email or mail you a, a letter that will show you the requirements that you need to meet in order to have that escrow account canceled. Just a couple highlights are gonna be you can't have any mortgage late payments typically in the last 12 months, sometimes the last 24 months. They're gonna require normally that your loan is paid down to an exact certain point. Many times they require a new appraisal get done of your property to ensure that the equity is there. And then all the different servicers have different stipulations that or overlays that they create themselves. So if you're interested in getting rid of your escrow account, you have more than the 20% equity, contact your mortgage servicer and see what they might be able to tell you about doing that. What about some of the negatives of having an escrow account? There's got to be some. There are, and we're seeing it right now today, which is when property taxes go up and insurance go up, what happens is your escrow account ends up with a shortage. So we were planning on paying as, as a mortgage servicer a certain amount of money on your mortgage, but now we get a bill saying more money is owed. So what ends up happening is the mortgage company or servicer, they front that money for you because they want to ensure 100% that that money is paid so the property's not in jeopardy of a tax lien or something like that. So they'll put up the money out of their own pocket out of their own bank account to fund that shortage. But then they're going to come back to you as the mortgage holder. They're going to come back to you as the homeowner and they're going to ask for their money back. Not only are they going to ask for their money back, they're going to also want to increase your mortgage for the future because they want to account for the mortgage payment that it needs to be for the taxes, that what they are now, the higher taxes. So I've seen people whose mortgage payments can go up five bucks a month. I've seen other people whose mortgage payments can go up 200 dollars or more or more per month. Now, if you're working and you're doing well, that's no big deal. But if you're on a fixed income, retired, or if you can't pick up overtime at work or have had your hours cut, you may be in a position where even a hundred or two hundred dollars a month can devastate you financially. So one of the biggest mistakes and issues with these escrow accounts is these shortages, you know, and mm. you have to fix them. And unfortunately, because the home values go up, this is the double-edged part of that sword. The home values go up, but so does your taxes, and now your mortgage does as well, and it may create, again, a financial turmoil for you and your family. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can contact Rob at 860-413-3938 and online at robgw.com. Don't worry. I'm going to repeat the both, though, the phone number and the website uh, closer towards the end of the show. Rob, what about escrow refunds or maybe even getting escrow money back? This is the bright light of escrow accounts. And this is definitely the biggest pro of having an escrow account is getting an escrow refund. So... There's really only two circumstances that you're going to get an escrow refund, and it's typically going to be when you either refinance your home or sell your home. Now, there is one other way you can get it when they reanalyze your escrow if you put too much money in, but lately that's been very few and far between because the taxes in almost all areas have gone up, not down. So if you're getting an escrow refund now, 
it's because you either refinanced your home or sold your home. Anytime a mortgage is paid off, if there's an escrow account that's affiliated or linked up with that mortgage, an escrow refund can be issued. And there's a few different ways that they do it. They could either put it as a credit on your payoff. So if you owe 200,000 and you have 2000 on an escrow refund, then instead of owing 200,000, they'd subtract the escrow refund. Now you only owe 198,000, mm -hmm. you see? So that's called a net escrow payoff. The other thing that they'll do, which is I would say more common, is within a couple of weeks after paying your loan off in full, they will, they meaning your mortgage servicer, will cut a check to you for the remaining balance in your escrow account. Now here in the Northeast, a lot of our property taxes can be five, six, seven, ten thousand a year, depending on the area that you're living in. Okay. And I will tell you that these escrow refunds can be substantial. I've seen escrow refunds recently, a couple thousand dollars on the low end. I had one client last week that got a six thousand dollar escrow refund who took that money and he paid off a bunch of debt. That's what you want to use an escrow refund for. And that's what really it can help you pivot your finances in a really, really positive way. The other thing is the timeline. The escrow refund isn't something that just comes to you in the mail in, in a week. You want to realize that every mortgage servicing company has their own policy, their own timeline for it. Generally speaking, 30 days is the time. That's what I tell my clients to look out for a check in the mail within 30 days of your closing and of that payoff of the loan. Um, that's when you can look for it in the mailbox. And if you have a question about how long your escrow refund is going to take or where it is, maybe you refinanced a few months ago and or you sold your home three months ago and you haven't gotten that escrow refund, you're going to want to contact your mortgage servicer that was handling your loan because they need to look up and tell you where that money went. I've seen circumstances where somebody sold their home, paid their mortgage off. They never notified their mortgage company of their new address and their mortgage company sitting there holding this check for thousands of dollars because they don't know where to send it. Oh. So if you've been waiting, contact the servicing company, get that escrow refund and find out the timeline. Just out of curiosity, how often are escrow accounts even analyzed? So escrow accounts are going to be analyzed uh, at minimum one time per year, okay. and it's typically going to be on the anniversary date of your mortgage. So if you took your mortgage out on July 15th, for example, the next year on that month, July, they would reanalyze the escrow account for you. That's when you're going to get an escrow analysis statement in the mail or email. It's going to show you all the calculations that the mortgage company did on what your taxes were, what they thought you needed, and what your taxes or insurance are now, and what you do actually need in the account. So they can account for, again, future increases to be sure that there's going to be enough money in that account to pay the taxes and insurance when they're due. And I know it can be really frustrating to get something in the mail out of nowhere saying that you owe all this money. And it's money that you're like, I didn't even sign up for this, but you're... Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.